Welcome to Bean Stuff. Today we are, I guess we're air quotes finishing up. Oh, we're gonna have this three-part series on coffee botany. Botany. But uh, we we the last episode we had kind of left off with a teaser of we want to talk about arabica and robusta. They're important things to think about, and I think we thought. Back to our early days of botany, this is going to be boring, but we actually got into it and found it was, out this is important. It was much more exciting than I was expecting. Yes. And I, you know, we started to talk about, it, and I think you brought it up, Dad. You said, oh, this is too important because we had like, you know, we want to keep it 30 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. And we had, you know, only a couple minutes left. We thought, ooh, ooh. this might be cutting it close. Rebecca, 30, 30 uh, two minutes. No. Es- especially for something so important it's it's the foundation of what we're talking about here uh it's I mean, it's the foundation of the coffee seed it's what the coffee seed is it's the why of the coffee seed right it's all the who the where it's it's a very important part of this drinking this cup of coffee and to tie into kind of our last a little bit of the last episode we we talked about arabica robusta there's different caffeine mm-hmm. contents different sugar contents mm-hmm. different fat contents different even where you grow it has to be or can be somewhat different. Root structure is different. So many different things. Yeah. And there's also there's a couple other ones. Well, there there's Liberica. Yes, Liberica. And there's one that starts with an X or E X. Oh, right? Excelsior or something. And yeah, uh, there's another hundred and twenty. So you. I will say real quick. We watched a little video on Liberica and the leaves on Liberica. They were big, weren't they? Big, almost like. I don't actually know what they'd be like, but they were large, bigger than your hand. Yeah, I mean, they looked like a, a, a coffee plant, as we think of coffee plant, if you think of coffee plant. Right. But uh, they were bigger, yeah. And and as I was thinking, they're there, and I use, I think we, I think they used, particularly in places like the Philippines, mm. but uh, the flavor is not as good. They grow fairly easily, and you'll see reasons why that's good and bad. Yeah, well, so we'll, we'll jump into it. So we're going to get into kind of some... Arabica robusta mostly is what we're going to talk about. Those two, those yeah. are kind of the. That's where the coffee world seems divided or merged in some. We're going to. We're going to. I hear you use the word arabica and robusta. Mm-hmm. Robusta is sort of a common term used out there. Caniforia is what the official term is. I mean, we're using um, uh, arabica is the official term, but uh, robusta is officially caniforia. Right, but. Let's just use robusta. It's easier to well, use. And so, if this is your first episode tuning in, you're jumping in three deep into the botany of coffee. Yes. What is Arabic and Robusta? Just stepping back at a 30,000 foot view, what what are those two things? What the heck? What what does that even mean? Right. I mean, way, just briefly. I mean, brief, I know that oh, yeah, could, that I, could yeah, go into its own thing. You know me well. Uh, I was thinking I was going to go <laughs> if, we right could, if we could answer it today, <laughs> Professor. <laughs> okay. I was going to go back to the animal kingdom and the plant kingdom, but that's probably going a little far back. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you need a satellite to, to see. But as you go down all the phylums and, you know, the families and it goes down and down as you look through the classification system, mm-hmm. we've come all the way down to species, which is way down there. Right. It's interesting to look at coffee plants and just see. The tree uh, of origin is starting all to All the plants, yes. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's interesting to see which ones are more related than, than other ones. But we're down to, to, to species now. And in the species uh, we've got uh, of coffea, Right. Um, we've got it breaks down into as we said to 120 130 whatever mm-hmm. uh, different species the two main ones are arabica that we use in the specialty coffee and that's like 70 percent is used there and uh, and the other one is robusta which is like 30 percent give or take some percentage mm-hmm. and then there's a whole lot of little other ones that few use more than others 
Yeah, I think that's a perfect, perfect, uh, quick little summary mm-hmm. of those. And I, it's, yeah, it's it's interesting. I think that Robusta often gets a bad rap, and we'll kind of go into. I'm not advocating for Robusta at the moment, but I think it's interesting. Yes, yeah, it is interesting, and you're right. It's got some. It, it's not so really bad. It's just got differences that uh, you may not appreciate as usually as you would as an Arabica. And I think that's an interesting thing to note too. Is Arabica does have some good qualities if that's what you're looking for in your coffee. Like yeah. not, maybe not necessarily flavor. Mm-hmm. Although you may look for what a robusta, I don't know, but there's mm-hmm. you know caffeine content, some different things like that. Also, the ease of growth, yes, is huge. Yes. Well, I want to I want to jump into that uh, picture we have that shows the world. Oh yes, for yes. anyone listening, you don't need the picture, but I will put a link in the uh, in the old show notes. And then if you're watching on the video, I'll put it on the screen so you can kind of see what we're talking about. But there's this awesome. I don't know, what would you call it? A diagram? A oh, graph? It's kind of all of them mixed into one. Infograph, they call them. Yeah. yeah. So this is from, uh, what is it? Compoundchem.com. Yeah. So yeah. we are not, we didn't create this. We are absolutely borrowing this and uh, credit to them. It's quite fun to go out uh, on the web and, and there are a lot of good diagrams. Is, go- is the web fun? <laughs> yes. It's quite web. fun to surf on the web. Okay, okay. <laughs> and um, But when you type in, the like a coffee what arabica. Do you type in for fun on the web these well, days. Well, when I type fun, I type it's usually spelled A R A B I C K Arabica. arabica. <laughs> <laughs> when I type in arabica, you can then click on you can click on all, but you can click on images, and it's, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. You get to see the plant. You get to see all these different info um, pictures of of different uh, things, and there's some. You put them all together and you go, wow, I'm starting to learn about this. This one was particularly good. It sort of brought a lot of things together. There's other ones we use in our Coffee Obsession book um, that's got a good sort of table there that yeah. gives you the the pluses and minuses. I'll put a link to the Coffee Obsession book, yeah, good. Their, at least their website, because it is really good. They have it's a helpful. lot of awesome stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it sounds like if you just want to shortcut this podcast, go to Google Images and type in Arabica and there you, you kind of get the thing. Done. <laughs> but... Uh, the infographic that we're looking at just does a really good job of mm-hmm. describing only, really only Robusta and Arabica. Yes. Um, but it gives some awesome facts. Uh, one of the things, like you had mentioned, Dad, earlier, was Arabica is 70% of the world's coffee production mm-hmm. versus 30%, which is Robusta. Mm-hmm. And I think for most people, where they're going to see Robusta? Instant coffee? Instant is, is very much the place you see Robusta uh, appearing. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, partly it's the caffeine buzz you're going to get from that, but partly it's just the cost. It's just way easier to grow. Well, and robusta. I want to dig into the cost part of it too, because I think that it is interesting how, again, I've never grown a farm of coffee plants, <laughs> but how, uh, I guess, resilient in some senses mm-hmm. that Robusta is. Yes. It's, and, which, oh, but, yeah, go ahead. You're, it is resilient. And why I just say, oh, it's the, even the word robusta, which has come from Kenaforia, so it's robust, and that does mean it is more hardy. It, mm-hmm. it, 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 it gets out there and, and stays and doesn't get so defeated. But at the same time, there are still, like, it doesn't just grow everywhere. Um, and what's interesting, so the altitude for robusta is zero to 800 meters. Mm-hmm. If you don't use meters, use Google. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it, 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 it can grow essentially at sea level. 
Yes. Which really opens up the doors to countries that can... Where was the... What country is the largest producer of oh, Robusta? Or uh, one of Vietnam. Would be, it's it's really producing a lot of Robusta. And they don't really produce too much Arabica? Not much, no. And so I think that that's kind of interesting because it does open up the doors for countries like Vietnam. We're talking about Liberia, which is... Liberica, yeah. I should say, is Philippines. Opens <laughs> Liberia. Up doors. Yeah, I know. Very different to Liberica. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> opens up Philippines. They, they now are growing coffee and uh, so... Mm. It helps their their whole economy. We were, we were talking earlier, and I said, "Well, I wonder if you could grow coffee in Texas or somewhere where there's a hot climate." But so, if anyone wants to start a Texas coffee yeah. farm, let us know how that goes. I mean, they can, but but it's a big but. <laughs> what's it gonna? The quality? What's it gonna be? I mean, they grow it in California. They you know, so yeah. it's, it's done. Texas well, is a different story, though. And there's kind of that whole you know between the tropics of Capricorn and Cancer, uh, mm-hmm. you know, thing as well. But. Uh, and then it, it so in contrast, Arabica is between six hundred to twenty two hundred meters, much higher, much yeah. much higher. Mm-hmm. Which I always find that interesting because I feel like the higher in altitude you go, especially in a lot of these countries, the more terrain is rocky or mm-hmm. you know, mountainous. Yeah, yeah, it's less, getting up there, less hospita- hospitable compared to a, a, a Brazil, nice and flat. It is. It's different. Mm-hmm. And not, I mean, Brazil grows a good Arabica, right? But you get into places where we're going really high altitude now. We're talking about mm. Peru. We're talking about some Guatemalan places, Ethiopia. It's really high up there. And right. that poses its own difficulties. Well, that adds to cost, I think, just due to the fact of the uh, extra work you have to do either to get to it, to grow it, you know, just the yeah. hospitable, hos, hospitality of the space. I don't know how to say it. But just where it is, it's a lot. Yeah. A lot harder to get to. It is. It's it's more difficult, and all the hands that touch that coffee, mm-hmm. it's harder for them to get to touch that coffee. It takes longer for them to get that coffee, and so suddenly you've got more cost, as you're saying. Well, and <clears throat> I guess another piece to that is Arabica is looking for 18 to 36 degrees Celsius mm-hmm. of temperature year-round, yeah. whereas uh, an that's robusta, sorry. Uh, Arabica is looking for 15 to 24 degrees. Mm-hmm. So there's a much smaller margin of there's a window, degree or temperature yeah. that, that, that Arabica grows in, which again throws in another, you know, where robusta, you might have a year that's colder or hotter. It has a larger mm-hmm. range to, to you know, take More that possibility, difference. yeah. It doesn't sort of change that up as, as much as it does Arabica. And part of that change in temperature too which relates to its altitude. As you go higher, it's getting cooler. Right. And uh, which is why the Arabica grows at a cooler temperature and at a higher temperature. I think that just that one, the higher, cooler uh, temperature going on there, to me, I, I look at it like, therefore, the Arabica in one sense has to work so much harder. The plant has to work so much harder mm. to grow those cherries. Right. Uh, it takes longer. It, it It's trying to suck out all the nutrients it can. It doesn't want to waste uh, what it's doing. I mm. mean, um, I'm sort of, what I'm saying it sounds like it's alive. It is alive, but it's, it's living <laughs> in an uh, intelligent way. But the uh, it's just so harder to grow. The outcome of that is, I think that's perhaps why it's a better tasting coffee than the Robusta that just did it. It's quick. It's done. And that has its own advantages. And I think that, one of the other parts that was interesting, I mean, I think you brought up some good points there, was the uh, the depth of root. 
Yes. The what? Now you had an awesome other infographic, which I will link to if you still have that link open. There we I go. do have the link. Yes. What was the what was the depth of the what was depth of the robusta roots? Well, robusta are a lot more shallow than the arabica. Okay. And uh, so they're kind of shallow, but they. Sp- they, and they spread, spread out a little out wider. A little wider. But they don't go down so low, and that then you have the difficulty of rainfall. Um, it doesn't have as much depth to pull It doesn't. Water so from. It can dry out pretty quickly in that sense, compared to the Arabica that goes down deep. Uh, but it goes a little wider, so there you've got a plant. Um, sorry, it's, got a little, it's a little less, so you can fit more trees in a certain area. Uh, compared to the Robusta, but the, the roots do go down deep, and that that that's, that's a positive negative to how you ever you look at it. Well, and the thing that I found interesting about that is so theoretically, based on those facts, you can plant more Arabica coffee trees mm-hmm. in a hectare or yes. however large an your acre. farm is, an acre. Yeah. Um, you can plant more Arabica because their root structure allows for that in closer proximity, mm-hmm. right? Yep. However, Robusta, even though you can't plant it as close, produces more coffee the, per... Yeah area the you know you had the is, same is bigger. yeah same area with robusta same area with Ro- uh, arabica you're going to get more from the robust even though there might be less trees mm-hmm. and yes. we learned about last episode each tree produces a pound of coffee yeah so how's how's the math work there dad <laughs> yeah i think for uh, robusta i think we said a pound for approximately mm. for the arabica for robusta you you're talking is it a pound and a half or more Two pounds. Something like that, yeah. It's got a bigger yield anyway. Which is, I think, you know, another reason why a farmer might... It's it's so challenging because Robusta, you might be able to get more of a yield. It's more resilient, these things. But you might not be able to sell it for as much because it's not as high quality coffee. Yeah. So it's really that interesting kind of like, yeah, you can go both ways. Mm -hmm. But but what... um, Is there anything other than instant coffee that Robusta gets used for? Well, yeah, it does, and I'm thinking, if top of my head, I'm thinking Italy, and it's I, I've uh, I've known it's it, well, it's known for having mm. blends uh, for espresso, yeah, and and part of that blend as arabica, and another part of it, and it depends what shop you go to, right? It's got some robusta in there, hmm. and I I believe the idea is to give it some intensity, uh, some bite. And which is the robusta coming through, obviously, right. and also it will naturally give it a little more caffeine. I'm not sure that's the desire or not, but so you're going to get a little more buzz from an Italian espresso. Yeah, and so you're also and, and you're also yeah, like so you said, like the more caffeine, and I think that's also you know an in instant coffee. That's why you're, I mean you're going to get more kick out of instant coffee than you would out of even an espresso potentially. Oh, definitely. depends on how many scoops you put in. But. Right, how big your <laughs> volume is in that, but you know, typically... If yeah, extraction was identical. Yes, two times as more probably, obviously, in the uh, robusta, in the instant style Well, coffee. and even one of the infographics we have here says caffeine content in Arabica is 1.2 to 1.5%, mm-hmm. whereas in the robusta, it's 22 2.7 so it's mm-hmm. yeah it's like it's like double <laughs> funny my, my graphic here from the coffee obsession book says yeah uh, 1.4 percent uh, compared to four percent in robusta so you know there's different terms on, a... on the varietal you're using but uh yeah it, it's a it's a it's a difference that's a kick in the pants right there that's it a lot of caffeine is a kick yes so i mean and that's an interesting piece too like you said in italy they use it for sometimes with with, with blending in espressos or something like that to get you know more robustness. Yes, but when's the last time? When's the last time you have tasted a robusta? 
Oh, last time. Like, I guess <laughs> yes. where I'm going with this is I want to hear when the last time you tasted a Robusta was. Yes. And then I also want to hear, is there any, mm-hmm. any hmm. specialty or even good oh. Robusta coffee? The quick answer to that is yes, there is. Okay. And a few years ago, and I've had a few since actually, actually just last year I would have had uh, some Robustas sent to me. We have a, a group here uh, in Oregon here who sent me some coffee that do Robusta and Arabica. Interesting. My boss and I went about four, seven years, eight years ago to a cupping of Robusta and Arabica. Hmm. We had us the whole day there tasting. Yeah. Was and it a blind cupping? Or did you taste blind of Robusta next to an Arabica? Well, it, it wasn't your typical set up cupping as such it was just some cups pour and pour overs and they just brought them out just to taste as samples as such gotcha and uh, i would say through the day of cupping both mm-hmm. and they did they gave us quite a few robustas because being from the specialty coffee industry we were naturally thinking oh, i'm not sure if we well, robust is always like once people learn about arabica versus robust it always seems like a buzzword is you know kind of like ooh, stay away yeah, from exactly robusta. and that was that was what we found on that day of, of, of tasting both, that there were one or two, um, oh, I, I probably should say one or two of the 50 that uh, actually- 50 that have all been grown to be tasting good. Yep, to taste yeah, exactly. Good. And that were of a standard saying that's specialty coffee. That, that actually has a flavor, hmm. has what we're looking for, an acidity, a body, whatever it is, that uh, we, could, we, could, we could have that and use that as a, as a specialty coffee. Well, I think it's so interesting because, yeah, I mean, I think blending it makes sense, you know, getting the best aspects mm-hmm. of, of both of those, you know, pitting those with each other um, in our, one of our infographics, which you'll have a link to, mm-hmm. uh, it, it shows some of the compounds and there are completely different chemical compound kind of key flavor ones. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to describe the Arabica ones. I'm going to, I'm going to name those off. Dad, if you could, if you could name off the Robusta ones when I'm done. <laughs> Thank you, Reed. <laughs> You'll see why in a moment. Um, and I could still mess these ones up, but with 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 Arabica, ooh, I'm also for the robustas. <laughs> you uh, you've it. got Sotalon, a, a Behexon, very good, and Furanol, mm-hmm. and it kind of shows here. But these are these are kind of more your sweeter, your caramel mm-hmm. flavors. Um, I would say more delicate complexity, mm-hmm, maybe. Mm-hmm. They've got some acidity. They've got some, yeah. And, and an acidity in a good way. Yes. Oh, exactly. Could yeah. be bad. But. Yeah, that's right. Oh, but, what uh, about the ro- or the, Arab- or the Robusta, I should say, Dan? <laughs> what are those ones? You wanna, those ones look simple. Yeah, well, you gave me three. Let me give you just one. Um, uh, like, for instance, <laughs> 3,5-dimethyl-2-ethyl-furazine. Yum. Oh, yeah. Compared to 2,3-dial-5-methyl-phyrazine. <laughs> and the last one, of course, is 4 ethyl gyrocool Yeah. You know, interesting compounds. Also, if you need a vocal warm-up in the morning before you sing, that's a fantastic way to do it. Ten times fast. Three words from my favorite songs right there. <laughs> um, but, it, I mean, it is interesting. Like, you know, earthy notes and robusta. Like, I, I think what I've learned from, you know, just – you know, hearing about Robusta and Arabica, obviously, for a long time, but also just looking into it more, Robusta does get such a bad rap. Mm, yeah. And yeah. again, it does have some naturally more bitter, you know, it does have more caffeine, it's got less fat, it mm. does have things that are like, yeah, these are negatives, they are not what we look for. You're right. But it does have some good qualities. It does. It does. And that, I think it's good to say that out loud. 
Uh, I feel good getting it off <laughs> my good, chest. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I think overall you're going to still find as you cup coffee, as you taste mm. coffee, you'll find just generally it seems to always seem to go towards the Arabica. They're just sweeter. They've got more acidity. Right. Uh, right. Less caffeine for sure. But um, but the you know the pluses and minuses there as I one of them I discovered recently was that actually the robusta mm. has more antioxidants than uh, than arabica and that's you which know, is interesting it's, it's another buzzword it is a bit of a buzzword it's part of the uh, chlorogenic acid in in the coffee which gets in the break breaks down in the roasting process to two different acids yeah but that one has a lot of antioxidants so if I look here the most you can get in um, um, arabica is eight percent compared hmm. to that ten percent uh, content in robusta and there's a positive there that mm -hmm. you know, that that's good but you go to a, a fat and sugar and suddenly you see a real decrease in the robusta and an increase uh, in the Arabica, like 17 fat in lipids in Arabica and only 11% in in the Robusta. And those have, you will taste the difference. That's why I said a little moment ago, overall, generally, you're going to say, oh, I think I like these these more of these Arabicas than I do Robustas. Right. There's a different purpose there. There's a different reason why you may like them. And that's, that's part of the whole point here. And the specialty coffee industry, for instance, is, is a very small percentage of the whole global coffee industry right. as such. So, but in that, yeah, you're going to find that tends to be the way people sort of go to the camp in the Arabica rather than the Robusta. Mm. But as you taste some Robustas, and as I said, there are some good ones I've had. I think the ones we had were from India, mm -hmm. and uh, they were uh, some of those I say were actually wow, that surprised me. They they, they tasted good. Well, it would be interesting. It'd be interesting to go to the store. Yes. To go to the coffee aisle and see if you could find, see if yeah, see if you could find a robusta, mm -hmm. and see if you could find an arabica. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you could. You know, uh, I'm sure. <laughs> it depends where you go, maybe. But yeah, it could uh, be hard to find a robusta. I don't know if, funny enough, I don't think marketing would want to put almost well, put that on the their label. That, so it's like yeah. it's difficult. You could also you could therefore just short circuit that and go and get some instant coffee and try it with your arabica. Yeah. But that's uh, it kind of shortcuts my test, though. I'd yeah, like to, I, I think it'd be it's interesting for it's not fair to go and taste a a sold bagged whole beaned robusta versus an arabica. Yeah. And try and buy, you know, the best of each quality of that. Because yeah. I, I, I don't know. It'd be interesting, even if you hate it, it'd yep. be just interesting to taste that difference I, there. As you're saying, I remember, I think it's nice. Then you could also blend them. Well. You could grind a little might, bit of each and ooh, make a little. As we always say, <laughs> another podcast. Yeah. Blending versus estate. The uh, the Indian place I remember I came to mind then I think it's called Kanantaka. Kanantaka. And that's the place the the, the people who, who um, bring coffee from India into the states and other places I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But as I say, you could you could I think they're in Hillsborough somewhere here in Oregon. You could try and say, oh, could you give me give me some of that? Yeah, interesting. Kanantaka. 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 K A R. I'll see if I can find a link. Okay. No promises. <laughs> but hopefully I'll find that. Well, and I think we, I mentioned this briefly in the other episode, but you dropped a, you dropped a bombshell last I did? time, last time we what? recorded. What did I say? You said, and you, I, this is quote, word for word quote here. Yes. Arabica. Yes. Came from <gasps> Robusta. 
Oh, I did. I did drop that in the years. Wow. Yes. Did you hear the thud that that made? Oh, I did. <laughs> I read that. I'm still thinking. You're still reeling from it. I am, and I'm thinking, is that true? And what I so read, it could be a myth. No, I don't think so. I think it's more than a myth. I more think, than a no, myth. I'd like to say that, but no. It, there's um, two two coffees. I don't have any notes there. Of of there's a, they they found. I mean, they found Robusta not that long ago. I think it was in the Congo. And they found it. That doesn't mean that it was. Uh, that's when it originated at that right. time. But uh, through genetics, what they have found, and they've just been doing more and more of this in the last years. I wonder if they did the twenty three and Me test on those. Ooh. You know the <laughs> test you can take for your own. Yeah, <laughs> take a little swab of the coffee. <laughs> for our beans. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what they found was actually in the genetics that actually the the caniforia was. Um, which I should say, the Arabica they found huh. had rather than an ugly cousin called the Robusta, they found actually the parent of the Arabica. Hmm. Before it came, two things. One was the Caniforia, which is the Robusta, right. mixed with the Eporioids. I can't remember what. I don't know if you have in the notes of the name. I of don't, it. but I'll take your word for it. Yeah, that's, thank you. And uh, but these two were, were cross. Um, naturally crossed and it produced the Arabica. So that sort of hits us in the foot a little bit like, oh, I think these Arabicas are so good, but where do they come from? Half of the, it, it, or more depending on the the genetics, right. uh, actually did come from Robusta. So we've got to go, ooh, let's just hold our horses I wonder, here. I was just thinking while we were talking, I wonder if anyone would market their coffee as a Caniforia. Ah, but Caniforia. Yeah. You know, if you just were like, oh, we got this Oh, specialty can of fora. Yeah. Dude, someone should make a coffee in a can <laughs> called can of fora. <laughs> Some have, and it's called instant. <laughs> oh, they spell euphoria folders, I think. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Sometimes Mac as well. <laughs> Um, one, one part that you mentioned about genetics, and you actually you didn't mention it, I'm just trying to segue, yes. was how many chromosomes are in oh. arabica versus robusta because this blew my mind i okay. know i'm throwing a lot of, i'm i'm making everything exciting which makes nothing exciting but this was interesting to me yeah I, I mean you know for arabica you've got some more complexities of flavors going mm -hmm. on there it's a little more varied and it's like a tie-dye t-shirt why is it like that Explosion of flavor. Okay. Oh, I like that. Okay. <laughs> it, was just, okay. it was just on the top of my, my head. Can I use that? Sure. My next cupping. This is $5. like a tie-dye. Yeah, okay. $5. <laughs> well, here, here for $10, I'm going to give you the chromosomal makeup of Arabica and Robusta. Mm. And this, I, I didn't realize this. But I'm anxious. I'm, I'm ready okay. for some numbers here. Okay. Numbers. Robusta, 22 chromosomes. Wow, just Arabica, let that sit in for a 22. Just 22. That's, it, that's what's making the flavor. That's what's Nothing to shake a stick at. No, no, it's good. Good, good those good, robust beans. And, uh, <laughs> but then you look at the chromosomes of Arabica and you go from 22 to 44. Well, bam. Almost double the amount of chromosomes. Now, I don't know the, the, the so what, what follows on from like that. The implications. Uh, the implications, I'm sure there are. But one, I know it's just it makes it a more complex bean for a start. Well, I think that's kind of the story of Robusta and Arabica. Arabica is such a complex, mm -hmm. seemingly delicate coffee. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's it's got this complexity to it that comes along with this delicacy. Like we were talking the uh, 
the I guess the period of growth and then the harvest season is nine months long. So mm-hmm. at the end of nine months, you're harvesting your ro- arabica. Arabica, coffee. yes. Ooh, almost messed up. That's right. It's hard but to change those. <laughs> I said those two words so much. Yeah. But uh, whereas arabica is ten to twelve months. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just, and then I think what was Liberica was a, it was a similar ten to twelve months. Yeah, it was a long one. Yeah, it, it, it yeah. was a pretty long one. Um, and it's just interesting, you know, with Arabica, you have a shorter amount of time to grow it, and then you have a short. Would you say it's a shorter uh, season to to harvest it as well? Yeah, a little or? bit. So yeah, I think so. Yes. And there's a the smaller window for that. There's uh, less variant in temperature, less variant in mm-hmm. al- you know, or you not a less variant in altitude. But not, you have to have not, that altitude. Not such a range to go with, yeah. Right, which uh, you know, a rabbit or a robusta has that ability to go and be at sea level. Has mm-hmm. an ability for a larger temperature range. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I don't know. It's just very interesting the the intricacies of. Arabica. And that's not to say that Robusta is not intricate. Like, obviously, it's still a plant. There's still so much that goes it's into it. It's a that. whole species on its own. It's it's there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is. it is. I think what's so hard is it's so compared to Arabica. Right. Which, that's that's a good point, Reed, that uh, it is so compared to Arabica. And I think I said earlier, it depends on your purpose. What's your purpose of this coffee? What, what's its end product that you're wanting? And if you want a, a, a quick... Uh, caffeine jolt, then you're going to have to go, you don't have, you, you would need to go robusta. Mm. Um, and that will achieve your purpose. It'll be good. And it's got its pluses and minuses. It, mm-hmm. it grows quick. It uh, has a bigger yield. You can grow it anywhere, sort of. But um, but it has its negatives too. And so you, what's your what's your long term product here? What's what's right. the go- end goal here? In Arabica, it may have, you may have, you're you're going to have a different end goal. Mm. You're looking for quality of flavor. You're looking for different things that you're looking for in Robusta. And that, that'll change up which way you're going to go there. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to throw in a couple of facts for Robusta. Yes. Um, earlier we mentioned the yield from trees. I looked in our notes, two to three pounds okay. as opposed to one pound. I, I knew, I, yeah, I was just going for two, but yeah. So double. Double, yeah. Double. Also, tends to be a little bit bitter, Robusta this is. It does. But it has a better crema. That's right. I Yeah, that's correct. Do you know why, why it has, like, what makes it a better crema? There's a good question, Reid. I'm not sure if I do. <laughs> you know, my first thoughts are thinking the um, – I, I don't think it's got anything to do with caffeine for a start. Right. But it's that, that lower fat, uh, hmm. sugar content combined with the pressure because you're putting in an espresso. Right. And the crema, which is a whole thing in itself, <laughs> it, it tends to react to that. And it may have more crema, because you could, and then going to have to ask the question: Is it a better crema in terms of quality? And uh, then how do you define a better crema? That's is de- it how it holds together, or is it the way yep. it tastes? Or? The layers is it three layers? What what's going on there? But you you're right. I have read that that is uh, is a, a crema. It, it, it and which is another reasons the Italians put it in their espresso mm. blends because it. It visually says, "Wow, that's that's really cool. I like that. It's it's got a good crema. I can see it, and that, that makes me think it's sweet. Till you taste it, and then you realize eh, it's not as sweet as it could have been. <laughs> not so much. Not so much. Yeah. And I so there's there is so many differences, and I know we've kind of waffled between both pretty pretty frequently. It's funny. But it's I, like- you, we ha- we haven't really. I've looked at different things as we started preparing for this, and I've done different ways. I've have them 
compared next to each other, Arabic and Robusta, right. and go down. Then I've had other ones where it's just talked all about Arabic and then all about Robusta. Yeah. And it, it can be a little confusing. Um, but uh, but I think bring listen to the podcast again and you say, okay, I picked that up because I missed that the first time you said that. Yeah. And there's, there's a, probably, you know what? It's a big topic. Oh, it is. It's a well-debated, I don't know if it's debated. It's not debated. But <laughs> but, <laughs> everyone's on the same side pretty yeah, much. Yeah, it's coffee. But I would say that there's probably <laughs> other podcasts out there as well. Um, I'm sure the SCA, I know they have a pretty good podcast. I'm sure they might have even some good episodes. Yes. Yes. Um, that, that would probably be, uh, you know, hopefully we would add to what they have and vice versa. Cause yes. So I would say we should not be the only source for that. No, <laughs> so as you and I found going on, on the web again, there's a lot of stuff. So there. fun on the web. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I'll do. All time. I'm always surfing. The, the, uh, but there's those books out there that are now coming out that are talking about mm. it in more realistic terms. Right. And right. like Coffee Obsession we're talking about, there's many others out there that you can look at and say, oh, I'm actually getting written material now, that, that's scientific material, that's talking about the technical side of what is what, how's it, how do they differ? And I just thought of a fun little fact. Yes. Uh, that I don't really think fits. Oh. I mean, it fits to the topic, but there's no segue to it. But I wanted to talk about... Both trees have this, both coffee plants, mm -hmm. uh, uh, insects yes, and caffeine. Oh, yeah. Because well, yeah. I thought that was interesting. You had mentioned that, mm -hmm. that caffeine can actually be a natural deterrent for most bugs. Right. And it's kind of like its own, like, taste this and you won't want it again. That's right. And before you go to the next point, which yeah, I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm on the edge. And we talk about the caffeine and we as humans talk about it as, oh, get some more buzz or not as much, whatever. Right. For the plant, it's not talking about that. The reason it has more caffeine is to stop bugs coming and eating of their goodness. Right. And therefore it deters a lot of bugs. Most bugs. Most. Most bugs. bugs. So I thought I'd say that for you. Uh, and therefore the robusta, it's more hardy and it's more um, insect resistant right. than its than its other cousin of, of uh, uh, Arabica. Well. What are you going to say? Oh, I was going to say the, you know, I'll try and find a photo. I okay. will try and find a photo, put it on the, uh, on the old video for the podcast. Maybe we put a link in the description. Mm -hmm. But uh, the borer, so it's B-O-R-E-R. -E coffee borer. Coffee mm -hmm. borer. Mm -hmm. it's, that's hard to say, borer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but not coffee bora, but borer. It loves caffeine. Yeah. It's it's, it's a it's a energy drink addicted little bug. As far as I know, that that's true. And I was surprised by that myself. I, is that bug just wired <laughs> all the time? You can you think about how small a bug is? Yes. Compared to how much caffeine it might be intaking, Whoa. like what's the? I'm thinking would it be better to have a video of it rather than a picture because you get the whole sort of its movement. Oh man, all jittery and <laughs> yeah, all yeah, super yeah. excited. Does it ever just not move? No, it, it, but it, I mean, it does cause a dilemma because here you're trying to right. get species and, and varietals that will be insect resistant, and because the problem of doing that, you suddenly get into the quality of the coffee is not as good as right. the the other one. And uh, but you suddenly produce a coffee that's insect resistant, then voila, you suddenly find the coffee borer loves it. Right, you've got a big problem on your hands. How well, do you get one that's resistant to all? And and I think that segues into kind of what I wanted to maybe if, maybe end on because uh, I think we delve into a whole thing. It's like oh man, start talking about arabica robusta. Oh, we could do a whole other podcast. We're going to be on species. insects soon too. There's a few of them out there. That... Yeah, bug stuff. Bugs. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> um, but is the the 
merging of species or the cross was that Ge- uh, genetics oh right yes you know genetically merging two different types mutations natural or not yes yeah to to combat you know bugs mm-hmm. or rust on leaves that kind of stuff is huge there's so much mm. that you think of what is there bourbon or bourbon uh bourbon bourbon geisha what are some of the other ones that you ah, well, oh i'm blanking oh, geisha, right now. oh, oh tipica katura yeah. catawai there's a whole lot out there yes and you've got you've got kenya ones you've got different countries have their own uh style it's all a bit of a dilemma right now because of coffee, as I say, the whole genetic makeup. It's it's not diverse enough, and therefore it's getting, it's it gets the you get the feeling that we're going to be out of coffee at some stage. It just won't mm. grow anymore because we we're not diverse enough, and they're putting a lot of effort into that now to say how can we diversify coffee more, right? Genetically, genetically, and we were just talking to uh, there's there's the coffee world research out there that are working yeah. with that. We we were talking with some. Who was doing, um, is it Project 86 or, so, or not, it may not be them, but others who, uh, definitely the CQI are working with how do we diversify, how do we start protecting our coffee stock. Because mm. um, they also just released, I think, the coffee genome as well mm-hmm, publicly mm-hmm. so that that's available. And yeah. they're doing a lot to do to... Yeah, they so got a lot of they, a lot of work they need to do to to catch up to for it not to be a, a bit of a, a dilemma in terms of where is the coffee going, and so that's where I said it might not be a it might be a whole other episode to go into the species of geisha and bourbon and typical. Mm. Oh, it is. That's, and so I think varietals that that's, is huge. Yeah, to go into all the varietals. More botany. <laughs> Man, we're never going to stop <laughs> this botany. Perhaps we all should go out and get botany degrees. Oh man. <laughs> Sorry, that sounds boring. Okay. With sounds about, but but you know what? It might not be. It may now, not be you going. Aha! It's caffeine. Let's look at it. Whatever. Mm. Stepping on my own. The foot. photosynthesis of this leaf or coffee leaf. How's it? How can we improve it? Put my foot in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, I think that's kind of a good place to. Start. And you know, it might be a little bit briefer than other podcasts or some other things on the internet go into a rabbit. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a good good start to. This might be your introduction to mm-hmm. how. Those two are different. What even those two things are. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and, and there's more. Like we said, there's not just those two species. There's mm-hmm. Liberica, mm-hmm. the other one that starts with an E. Oh, X. Excelsior or something that else called one, yeah, I exactly. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and, and they are starting to look at all those, the 120 that mm-hmm. we haven't looked at and haven't talked about. 129. 129 probably went out 130, by 130 by we finished but uh, <laughs> they're looking at those now saying we need to look at all these and saying what can we do right so there's a lot of work to be done but i think that's a that's a good kind of look at what what those two those are the big ones in the world mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and i would say go try them yeah. and i wouldn't necessarily suggest trying instant coffee although it's fine but i think you know the results mm-hmm but, uh, I mean, even comparing instant coffee to regular coffee, mm-hmm. taste those side by side. That might be an interesting... Can you get instant coffee that's not robust? I think you can. You, can you know what? I saw recently, mm-hmm. and by recently I mean a month ago, mm-hmm. that Kova, Kova mm-hmm. Coffee, has a specialty instant coffee. Mm-hmm. Doesn't Starbucks like, do the same? Yes. The little vials, the little paper vials they have that yes. you can... Yeah. 
the Kova one looked more specialty. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> looked more specialty. Yeah. 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 Maybe it's good marketing. Mm-hmm. But go check out Kova Coffee's Instant mm-hmm. Coffee. Tell mm-hmm. us what you think. I've been trying to get some, but it was sold out for a while. Okay. Well, they go- I think it's like freeze dried or something. I oh, can't remember how it's done. That's, well, how do they store coffees? No, I was interested in just the quality yeah. of it. And Starbucks, you could, I mean, I, I, I do seriously mean they have one out and they've yeah. been working at that too. And, and I don't mean to bag on it. It might but, be pretty good. I think it's is it the Starbucks Via or something, something like, like that. That's why I got that in my mind. But I don't know how good it is. My impression is that it's not very good no, at I, all. I've hit it. And I don't know. I could be wrong. What I was comparing it to was uh, specialty coffee of a pour over. Yeah, I shouldn't have probably been. I, should, I need to compare it to other instant coffees out there. So that's an interesting test. Go to covacoffee.com, I think it is, and see if they've got any of theirs in stock. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, try Starbucks. There's one on every corner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Should be easy to find. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, that's that's kind of a look at that. And I think they're just, it's very interesting. They're, they're not as simple as, you know, this one's good, this one's not. Mm-hmm. Um, there's pros and cons to both. But uh, again, thank you so much for joining us for another session in botany. Whoa. Um, your degrees will be handed out at the uh, end of the final episode <laughs> to be determined now. Um, and we might go into more of this later. But uh, thank you again for for, for joining us. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to let us know on all the methods, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. I almost always say MySpace. We do not have a MySpace, but I almost always say it. <laughs> um, almost we should just create one mm-hmm. just so I can say it. Um, also feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and mm-hmm. as always check us out at beanstuff.com now my marketing spiel is over <laughs> <laughs> alright well hey thank you so much for making it to this portion of the episode I've probably said thank you a thousand times now but uh, we look forward to making more episodes and having some more interviews coming up we're excited to uh, to share more with you so thank you so much <laughs>